Hey there, adventurer. Damien, the DM and editor here. Just wanted to put a quick note at the beginning of this episode. This episode has been remastered and re-released in 2020, almost three years after its initial release. I'll be working my way through these early episodes and remastering them for quality and content. Before this episode gets started, I just wanted to take a moment to thank our patrons for supporting us along the way and allowing us to afford the tools to do something like this. I'd also like to thank the artists whose music we use in the show. Some have allowed us to use their work since the beginning, and others are getting a new chance to appear during this project. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Derek and Brandon Feichter, Scott Buckley, and Michael Gelfi. Hello, and welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Krista, and I play a Tabaxian rogue named Willow. I'm Chris, and I play Sug, a half-orc fighter. I'm Chantel, and I play Chalul, a lizardfolk warlock. And I'm Caitlin, I play Lass, a halfling rogue. And I'm Damien, I'm the DM. But after about an hour and a half, you guys are approaching like early evening, about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. You approach a somewhat run down looking building. Uh, the building itself is roughly 400 square feet, give or take. There is a kind of not really fenced off because there's an opening through it, but there's kind of a... Uh, short stone fence in front of the front door and hanging over the door is a sign and the sign has a rat curled up on it well we're here he walks in and like as Britt opens the door he turns back to her welcome to the rat's tail no bouncer no so we'll just walk in yeah it's just you walk in um how many people are inside? There are a couple medium-sized tables on your right in the towards the back wall of what you guys see. There is one long table and then immediately to your left is a small circle table. And looking further into this bar, there is a bar set up in the back left of the building with an extension off of the bar for a few single patrons to be sitting at. There is a, another small circle table and kind of a outcropping of this main room. Inside the bar, there are six patrons. There are two sitting at that small table in the front outcropping, one sitting at the bar itself, and then one or three sitting at the farther back of the small tables on your right. Behind the bar is a scraggly looking black haired tabaxi. Shifty. And yes, there is a map for this that will be on the website. Sug's so gonna eyeball the room, see if we're drawing any extra long gazes from any of the patrons. As the five of you walk in, these patrons definitely all turn and look and then... For the most part, everyone turns back to their conversations they were having earlier. So, go ahead and uh, roll perception. Nine. 
The most that you're going to notice with that is that the one person that's at the bar takes a little bit longer than everyone else to turn back to his drink. Are there any windows? Sug's going to keep eyes on that one. No, there is a window on the right wall in between the two tables, and there is a window up in that outcropping that faces out to the street, as well as a two small windows that are behind the extension of the bar on the left-hand wall. Did the, did the guy that was at the bar that took a little longer, did he make eye contact with me? No, he just kind of pretty much like the, the way the events go is everyone turns and then they see that it's just a group of people and just turn back to their conversations. Kind of like what normal people do when someone walks into a room. Everyone's just like, okay, it's nothing, nothing special. And this guy looks like he, he kind of turns and looks. And instead of just looking back, seeing it's people, he like makes a passing glance at each person and then turns back. Sucks keeping eyes on that one. Britt walks up to the bar itself. Sug's going to stay, kind of hang out or near the door, actually. Okay. Does, does anyone follow Britt? Willow will follow guys, Britt. Like, just try and find a table. That table right to the left, the round one, had nobody at it, right? Yes, no one's at it. Yeah, so Sug will pull out that closest chair and just kind of sit in it near the door. Willow yep. will do the same as Sug. And Glass would go with Britt up to the, up right. to the bar. Britt walks up to the bar. Instead of going to one of the stools, he just kind of leans on the end. Hello, shift day. We, uh, we need the room. And Shifty just looks like, you need the room? So you're, you've got money, right? You're gonna, you're gonna pay for the room, right? Right? And he looks over the rest, the Willow and Lass that came up to, is like, you guys paying for the room? And Bridge just like, yes, Shifty, we're paying for the room. Can I have the key? Can I, can, can I have the money? You, you gotta pay for the room. Brit pulls out a single gold piece and slides it over. He keeps his finger on it. The key shifty. Shifty fiddles through his key ring and pulls one off and hands it to Brit. How 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 long do you need it for? Um the night. At, at least until closing. Uh, okay. You guys are gonna buy drinks, right? And he looks over at Willow and Lass. Food? Food drinks? Britt walks over to the table that Chalul and Sug are at. Like, what is the room? Let's let's go. Room? The the room. It's... He has a private room. All right. Very well. Some of the we can talk. Sug. Some of the we can wait. Stand up, but he's still keeping an eye on everybody else in the room. No one pays, like, any mind to him. And he walks back to the room. Well, last, unless you're going to get a drink. Nope. I follow. Last follows as well. All right. He takes you like next to the bar down a hallway. And at the back of the hallway, there is a door on the right. He unlocks the door and opens it up. Inside are actually a pretty nice like oak table, pretty sturdy and two large couches that are also fairly nice. It almost looks like you have walked into a bar of like three times higher standards this room notably doesn't have any windows so will be the last one to enter the room keeping an eye on the hallway making sure nobody's like peeking down at us as we go in Sug watches down the hallway and shifty's just looking around the corner of the room just like and he waves (laughs) Sug's gonna give him the the two eyes watching you both he like quickly leans back and heads back over to the bar 
Sog will close the door after everybody's inside. You can lock the door if you'd like, Sog. Do I have the key? It's got a lock from the inside. I'll lock it then. So, we're gonna be here for a couple hours. Um, I'm gonna need to bring Shifty back here for a little bit. What are we doing? We are going where you guys wanted to go. He looks around, she's like, Okay, there's no one, like, passed out on the couch back here. Uh, he goes and he looks over behind the couches. All right, so we're alone in here. There's a way underneath the city from here. It's not in this room. Now, the food here, it's not its not great. The ale here is kind of shit, especially considering what we're used to. But I'm going to get all of us around, get us a little bit of something to eat, and I guess have a bit of dinner. Before we head on the ground. Sug will lean back into a couch and close his eyes. So yeah, Britt leaves the room. Don't know if anyone follows him, but he heads out to the main bar. You, you hear the door like latch behind him. He has the key with him. Before he leaves, I'll call up, make sure you bring meat. <laughs> of course. Lass is going to climb up onto one of the couches and get comfy if we're going to be here for a while. All right. So you guys have a few minutes without anyone around. Do we really notice anything else about the room? <laughs> looking around, anything interesting? Tapping on the wall? Looking under? No, I mean, it's a pretty... Bare bones room? Pretty bare bones room. Like, Shifty probably spent a lot more than he should have to make this room specifically nice. But it is his private room, and I mean, you, well, Chalul wouldn't have, but he does rent it out for a gold piece, which is quite a bit for this area. He probably only manages to actually rent it out like once a month. So is it like a glorified waiting room? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a it's a private sitting room. Hmm. Like a meeting room? Yeah, it's like if you got a room at like a conference hall or something. But it's somewhere private, especially considering the type of establishment this it this is. The table that's in the room, is it like a nice table? Yeah. Or is it just like a big table? No, it's like a nice solid oak table. Currently doesn't have any like initials carved into it. <laughs> Sug's thinking about it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Next you'll lean back and get comfy, scan the room and look at her her fellow party members. So do you think we should tell him why we're doing this? Well, he already knows we work for Cassian. He doesn't know that we're looking for Cassian's daughter, though. No. But I'm sure he's already trying to think of who Cassian would want to find. Is he just leading us to the Undercity and then leaving he us? Had, he said he knows someone down there that may be able to help us. But all we've told him is that we're looking for someone who sells herbs. I don't necessarily see why we would withhold the information. Neither do I. The man's an information broker. Information is power to him. But we need his help. True. But what we allow him to know, we can still meet her. Letting him know, could it hinder Xanfia in any way? Like, No, but it could hurt Lord Cassian. Well, perhaps we should think of how this will hurt us. Will this hamper our mission in any way if this information gets around? Who, who will benefit from learning this kind of information? Well, I think, you know, if, if I was Brit and I found out that a powerful, influential man's daughter was missing in the commons due to illegal activities, that might be a get-out-of-jail-free card. To let them know, hey, Lord Cassian's daughter tends to be a thief looking for illegal drugs. Herbs. Herbs. 
They're already, if they're already looking for something to investigate on Lord Cassian's property, what better way than to say, we need to search your daughter's room for illegal substances? I believe we've heard that the den is fairly secure and... From town guards with a warrant? I'm sure they have their ways. (laughs) I'm just saying... Like Cassian said, this isn't the first uh, questionable (laughs) ordeal they've been through. True. But how many of the times has it been brought back to his doorstep and how many times has it been done outside? Sounds pretty smart. He's used to not trusting people, so he always looks for bad things. Willow is trusting you guys for knowing what we're doing and... I'm not against sharing information with him. I'm just saying be careful with what you say. As far as I know, I'm not quite certain what you have shared with him so far. So perhaps you should clarify what you've already revealed so that I don't. We've revealed that he we are looking for somebody. We revealed that we are working for Lord Cassian. We've revealed that there's rare herbs involved. And we've revealed nothing about the person that we're looking for or why Lord Cassian's looking for them. Hmm. Seems to me you've already revealed enough for him to put two and two together, as they say. Lass, you seem to have spent the most time with him. What would you say? Is he worthy of knowing as much information as we have to share? He has not given me any reason not to trust him. Has he given you any reason to trust him? Other than not any negative... I... We don't have much to go on. He was slightly honest with our bet, but in the end also still tried to cheat me out of it. I do remember that you noticed that he was cheating at the games. (laughs) And I mean, the lady, when we told the lady at the Barrens we were looking for Brit, the first thing she asked us is, what has he done now? That is true. All I'm saying is we're asking for his help. And we're getting his help. I think maybe we should consider how far we want to drag him along with us in this endeavor. Are we just going to use him to get into the Undercity, or do we want his guidance a little further than that? Let's meet his contact and, and move forward from there, then. Very well. You, you hear the door unlock behind you, and Britt walks in. He has a tray that has a small assortment of meats and cheeses on it with some bread. It's not the, like, most appetizing thing you've seen considering the food that you guys have had over the last couple days, but it's passable. I mean, it's it's edible. It doesn't look like something that's going to make you sick. Yeah, Chula is going to proceed once Britt brings in the food to grab as much meat as he can and, yeah, start kind of... So, basically then... Brit sets down this tray of meats and cheeses and Chalul like grabs all but a few scraps of it off and Brit's just like, well, I guess I'll have to order another then. I'm going to go back and grab our drinks and apparently order some more meat. He did ask for meat. I know he did, but I didn't think he'd eat all of it. We have got you enough for seen five that mouth? I have, but didn't you eat? No. Not nearly enough. He eats often. How do they feed you? <laughs> Barely. Usually by raw, whole yeah. cows. All right. Well, <laughs> one second. I'm gonna go grab all drinks. And Britt walks back out of the room. He doesn't bother to shut the door this time. And you just kind of hear him down the hall. Just like, I'm gonna need another plate of meat. And he comes back, and he's got five mugs of honestly pretty shitty ale. 
It's not nearly as dark as you're used to. It tastes like it's probably a little older than normal. But it's it's drinkable, and it'll get you there if you want to drink enough of it. Thanks, Britt. I needed one of those. I'll give him a few minutes to get another plate ready for us, and I'll... He goes back to the door, and he leans out and just... Shifty, just come knock when you're ready. And he shuts the door and locks it behind him. So... What are we doing going to the Undercity? Chalul just slowly munches his meat. <laughs> Last is going to sit up a little straighter and just look at uh, Sug and Willow. Willow's looking over at Sug because Sug's the one that's wanting to keep information, so... Sug will just, like, stare at everybody in the room. I thought we were looking for a herb merchant. So we're looking for an herb merchant. What do we need to go into the Undercity for that for? Well, we're looking for rare, possibly not so legal. Difficult to I understand. We're not looking for normal herbs. We're looking for yeah. It's not rosemary in time here. Ask someone on the streets for. Yep, I get it. So we're looking into the illicit uh, category of herbs. Possibly. Do you know what it is you're looking for? No. A person. A person. I thought we were looking for herbs. The herbs are going to lead us to a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are we looking for the herbs or are we looking for the person? Specifically the person, hoping the herbs will lead us to the person. So you're looking for someone that deals in herbs that might have also dealt with the person that you're looking for. Correct. I understand now. Okay, so I'm trying to set you guys up with someone in the Undercity that deals in the herbs, and we're hoping that they might have recognized the person that you're looking for, who also goes into the Undercity. Yes, we're yeah. hoping that maybe the person that is looking or dealing with these herbs either directly dealt with the person we're looking for or might know someone who did. Alright, well, thankfully, knowing what exactly it is we're looking for down there, I know exactly what it takes once we get down there. When are we getting down there? Currently, we are waiting for meat. Well, yes. There's somebody at the door. Yes, look, I heard that. He gets up and he goes over and unlocks the door. Thank you, Shifty. Uh, put it on the tab. We'll make sure to pay the tab on our way out. So he shuts the... He grabs the plate, shuts the door again, and he places it on the table away from Chalul. Like, wherever Chalul is sitting at the table, he goes to, like, the other end and places it. Willow's going to take a piece of meat. What kind of meat is it? These are like, you know, cold cut, salami, dried cured meats. Okay. Chalul goes ahead and takes whatever was left on the previous plate and kind of shoves the cheese plate toward you guys. <laughs> so I'll take the cheese. Last, we'll nibble on the cheese and bread. Willow will eat some of the cheese. So getting down there is a little tricky. We do have to go through the bar. So it's either a matter of A... We just don't worry about who sees us and we have Shifty let us go back. Or B, we wait until things close down for the night or slow down enough that there's nobody here. And then we go down and back. How secretive are you guys wanting to be about this? Sug's just going to stand up and walk out the door. Okay. And walk out to like the front of the bar. Is everybody still in the bar? Uh, The group of three that was over by the entrance has left. Okay. So now there's only three people left. Yeah, there is the group of two sitting at the front window. 
The, the way that they're sitting though, they're facing like 90 degrees to each other to where they're looking towards the window, not the bar. What kind, what, what are they? Humans. Okay. Do they look scruffy, mean looking humans? Or like average yeah, they don't guys? look, they don't below average, but not like shit. And the one that was at the bar, what's that? That is a human that looks a little scruffier. Um, the drink that he has is definitely not the one that he was drinking when you guys first walked in. And go ahead and roll perception. Eight. So yeah, you, you notice that it doesn't look like it's the same drink that he had had before. So Sug will walk up to the table of two humans. He will lean over and slam his fist down on the table between them. <gasps> look at both and be like, bars closed, get out. What? Get out! Shifty, like, runs out from around the bar. She's like, what, 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 what are you, what are you with, doing? Slug will, will slowly pull out a single gold coin and just let Shifty see it, but not the humans. And Shifty's just like, um, um, uh, yeah, yes, what, what, what he said? Bar's closed, bar's closed. Get out. Get out. But we're not done eating. Out! And he's, like, mean mugging and just being as mean as he can, using all that half work he can. Go ahead and roll intimidation. That is a 14. The two of them are like utterly shocked and confused and just get up and don't don't touch their food, don't touch their drink. They just get up and walk out. Suggle then turn towards the, the man at the bar, approach him, and he'll slap down another gold coin now. So it's two and be like, that's for your drink. Take it with you. And just like... Who are you? Doesn't matter. Take the drink. Leave. This is my drink. Yep. Take it with you. Get out. No, I'm drinking here. Suggle start to forcibly stand him up like a bouncer. He is dead weight. You go to pick him up and he's like, ah. Just going to try it. Ah, this is my drink. Can you finish my drink? Drink it with you. Take it. I I don't care. He he just starts starts drinking. I am drinking. Suggle basically lift him I, up I, by the back I, of his I scrub. Just, I ain't set. I ain't nope. set. Scrub's gonna frog march him towards the door like a bouncer. And like Sug is getting splashed by beer as this man is still trying to drink while being like forcibly walked. Mm-hmm. Sug doesn't care. He's just gonna walk him to the door. Just right. give him the heave ho out the front door. So you, you just heave him out the door and he glass hits the ground and clatters away spilling the rest of his drink he just kind of face plants and skids a couple inches so i'll go look around and see if there's anybody in the street or at anybody in the street be like get out drunk and then slam the door you locking the door so so i'll go slap the lock closed look at shifty toss him the two gold what, what, what was what was that about that's for the bar for a while the bar for a while oh um oh this has been a good night Shifty might be able to buy some good booze tonight. Then he's going to walk back so to the room. coin. Sug's old, Sug, now that the bar is empty other than Shifty, right? Yeah. We'll walk back to the room, open the door Shifty and be like... Shifty is like, he's following you. Let's go. Yes, I guess I guess it's I guess it's time for all of you now. You're, you're, you're ready to go, right? Right? Ready to go? Uh, do you want that to go? I can make it to go for you. I'll take it to go. Ch- Chalul says as he kind of walks over to it. <laughs> he... he, he Walks in, grabs the the leftovers of the two platters, and like puts it into a cheaply made like paper box. 
Eh, we'll take it. <laughs> you, you immediately see like grease starting to soak into the sides of the box. That's how you know it's good when you can <laughs> see through the box. Willow probably took some of that cheese and stuck it in her pouch. So I'll go look at Brit and be like, any problems now? Bar's empty. Well, um, now they're not any problems. There may be problems later considering you just kicked out some people. What, you've never you emptied a bar quiet before? quiet about it. Uh, well, I just mean... Just tell them I'm the new bouncer. This place has never had a bouncer before, and... First time you've, for you. You've met Shifty. Shifty can't afford a bouncer. He can now. Well, then, I guess we're ready to go. All the rest of you ready to go? Sounds good. Guess so. Yep. All right. Shifty leads you guys into the, like, behind the bar and into a storage closet. He pushes aside a like a few crates that seem lighter than you feel like they should, and behind them is like a half door. And he unlocks the half door and opens it up for you guys. Before Sug goes through, he'll look at Shifty and be like, "If anybody asks, you closed early." Yes, yes. If anyone cleaning. asks, I had some really good customers come in, and I made enough money that I could close. Yes. I got you. I got it. I got it. Willow just hops right in. Yeah. So you guys pass through this little half door and are in a small hallway. And at the end of the hallway is a trap door. Does this remind us of like the same kind of corridor as we did when we went from the bannered mayor to the den? It is very similar. Yes. Hmm. And Britt leads the way, tugs up on the rope on the trap door and just a little puff of dust. And he draws open this this door. Are we ready? Ladies yep. first. How kind. He he looks over to Willow and looks at Willow and looks at Lass. Well, you have the man. Ladies first. Okay. I go. All right. Willow, you make your way down this trap door into the sewers. Splash. So, Willow, you drop down into a pretty small kind of circular it's not really something you would call a room considering you're in an underground like sewer system but you climb down a ladder into this like 15 foot circle and the rest of the party climbs down after you you see a pathway that leads up to the north there is no light source down here and after he climbs down Britt actually lights up a torch being cat, I probably can see okay in the dark. Yes. Uh, how far is your dark vision? 60 feet. Pretty much as you like take a step forward away from this ladder, you can actually see in the dim light all the way down to where the path that you are on tees off. So, are you guys ready for the things that are down here? Sug's still not down there yet. No, I mean, this is like after everyone is. Oh, okay. Unless you had a reason to hold up, everyone has made it. Well, he down. was just going to be the last one down, close the hatch behind him. And then he's just dropping in, too. He's not climbing. He's just like, Roll a reflex save, dexterity saving throw. How big was the drop down? 30 feet. 17. Half of that suck. Take four bludgeoning damage. You just kind of thunk down. Your knee's ready for it, but it still hits a little hard. A little deeper than I thought. Yeah, you, like, see the torch light up underneath. Do I put it out with my splash? Where you're at is dry. You're kind of in an auxiliary way. It's more than just a sewer tunnel through here. There is a tunnel system based on what you have seen previously going from the Bannered Mare to the Den. 
So are you guys ready for the things that are down here? What kinds of things are down here? Well, there's a few things that are down here. There's, I mean, you've got the people to worry about, the uh, lowlifes that hide out down here, the people that try and make the homes down here. Now, where we're going, I can promise a little bit of safety, but as we get there, there may be some people that aren't as in the loop. On top of that, there's also occasionally a bit of a rat problem. <laughs> kind of rats. All sorts of rats. I've seen little rats, I've seen big rats, I've seen very big rats. R-O-U-S-S. What? Rodents of unusual size. <laughs> well, unusual is a way to describe it. I'm sure there's no rodent that I can't handle down here. <laughs> so you guys have a five-foot hallway to the north to walk down. Uh, Fifteen feet down this hall, there is a branch that goes off to the left. Brick continues walking to the north. There is a branch that goes off to the right a few feet later. And Brit walks all the way north until he reaches the T where he takes a right. Sug's going to be doing his best to remember these turns. Lul as well. <laughs> How well could Willow scratch with her claw into the wall? Like, I mean, you, you could scratch the wall, but to actually like etch into it would take a lot. It's stone. Your, your claws aren't like adamantine. Just cut through stone. And Britt leads you to the right at the T. After walking about 80 feet, who, like, what is the party order looking like? I know Britt would be in front. So, Britt, last, Willow, Sug, Sug Chalul. Last, go ahead and roll perception. Uh, 13. So, you guys see your, like, torchlight. There is a path on the right again. And... Brit like stops and holds his hands out for everybody and just stops and listens. He he turns back and just like makes the shushing motion towards everybody. And after about 15 seconds of waiting, he begins making his way slowly and like as you guys make it to this this T, he turns and looks around the corner and then he continues forward like keeping an eye down the pathway. You guys make your way a further 30 feet and are at another intersection going straight into the right. Britt turns and goes to the right and leads you guys through kind of a meandering system of tunnels, mostly going in the same southward direction. And you reach a point where the path that you guys are on widens up into 10 feet and then 20 feet later opens up into a fairly large room that no one can see to the end of and looking to the sides it is 30 feet across. Looking down to the south there is an entrance on the east side or not really an entrance but a pathway that breaks off onto the east side and standing on either side of this passage are two men both of which have drawn long swords. Sug's so going to do a quick check over his shoulder back down the hallway we came. All right. But at the same time, you know, he's going to be seeing these two guys and he's going to have his hands near his blades, but he hasn't going to draw them yet. And they both have their weapons at the ready. And pretty much as Britt walks forward and comes into view, you see both of these men relax a little 
relax a little bit as they recognize Brit as he walks forward. Brit gives them a wave with the hand that isn't holding a torch. Was there anybody behind us? No, you did not see anyone, like, trying to pincer you in. You've also entered a pretty large room. Well, I know, but he was just being so cautious and walking slowly. I wanted to make sure nobody was sneaking up. No, no one bothered to ask about that. And Brit gives a nod to both of the men and say, The four of them are with me. We have some business to conduct in the city. And they just kind of nod at him. And he continues walking. And you guys go through another winding passageway, reach a T with a very, like a wide 10 foot walkway. And you walk down that, hit another break in this pathway. And he leads you up to the north and around, coming back down and continuing to the east. As you guys make your shift to the east, You're in a 10-foot wide hallway, and there is a large grate at the end of it. Looking through this grate, you see a vast, wide opening filled with many pillars and small ramshackle buildings. There are a few dozen people milling about under here, and there is torches lit all throughout this area. The grate in front of you has a large chain wrapped around it, holding it shut, with a few people standing guard on the other side. Britt walks up to the grate, and the five of us have business in the city. Would you please let us in? And uh, one of the guys walks up and holds a hand out, and Britt drops two gold pieces in it. The man undoes the chain and lets all of you pass. It's the boatman. (laughs) You've brought newcomers. We'll be watching. Why don't we wrap things up at the entrance to this area of the Undercity? Thank you for listening to this remastered episode of Adventures in Aurelia. We hope you were liking what you heard. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, come join our Discord over at adventuresinarelia.com slash Discord. If you have a friend who likes fantasy stories, introduce them to the show by showing them adventuresinarelia.com, where they can find links to episodes, read our blog, and find our social media. If you'd like to support the show and what we do, you can donate to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash adventuresinarelia.com.